welcome to episode 238 of the Mandarian Order Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Jingle Jells Janelle. And we are the show. The Mandarian Orange Show. <laughs> we have the TV in front of us is on like the NFL slideshow, you know, like when you're not using it because we didn't turn it off after we were done last time. Sunday ticket is now. And it's showing an ad for Sunday ticket. They clearly do not like know their audience. Yeah, they're not listening. I people, they yeah, listened. people are always paranoid about that, but. The TV does not know who they're trying to advertise to. This is not the place. And there's more. And sport. Why is it all CBS sports? CBS Sports. I don't understand. We'll it's like the opposite. We'll give you an update on what's uh, cycling through our TV I don't today. know why we didn't turn it on. Oh, I know why. Because I accidentally turned it on. Remember, I was like handing the remote control over mm-hmm. and I accidentally turned the TV on. And then we didn't ever do anything about it. And then it was blah. Well... That's the exciting banter update. Yeah. Slideshow. Yeah. Screensaver. Yeah. And I think it's time to get into... The news. And now the news. All right. We're going to start out our news segment tonight differently because I'm going to say it first of all. Sometimes you do. Well, yeah, but, you know, usually you. And what I'm going to do this week, instead of saying rate and review and all those things, because... Nobody is. Well, I don't know that nobody is, but it's just, I think, it, you know, it's like if you say a word too many times, it, like, it stops having meaning. Right. Like, have you ever tried saying milk? Like, just say milk 50 times? Yeah. And then eventually, just, like, what is milk, 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 and it stops having meaning, and it's just weird? Yep. I think saying rate and review all the time might have that effect. Might. So what I'm going to do is ask people... If you get a chance, if you're listening to this on our website or on your podcast player or wherever it is, give it a thumbs up or give it a like or just, like, write us a note. Yeah. You don't have to review it. Like, it doesn't need to be a, like, oh, this is the podcast I listen to. Just write a comment on there, like, I had a breakfast burrito this morning. That's what I would like to see. Right. Nothing too spammy, though, because if you write stuff like you can earn money real fast by going to this website and then you put a link somewhere, we're going to assume that's spam. Right. So no get-rich-quick schemes. Right. Other than that, just do whatever. It doesn't have to be about our show because our show's about everything. So whatever you write can be about it. Now there's an ad for a soccer. Why so is it all sports? sports. It's going to be like a frequent is update. because Audrey is... Auditioning for comedy sports. That's probably it. The TV probably heard us mention this comedy sports. Comedy it was like sports. Sports, here sports. you go. While you're doing all of your things in support of us, because we are so grateful for your support, please send us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. One of our wonderful listeners sent us an email just this very week at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So please do that. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, join our Facebook group. Etc. Etc. And I'd like to mention Fountain. What's our Fountain update? Our Fountain update. How many sats? Is the same as it was last week. Three thousand one hundred seventy-eight okay. sats. Sixty-five supporters. Well, that's that's good. It's holding steady. We haven't gone down any. No. No one's like withdrawn theirs. I don't know if you can, <laughs> but no one has. And no new comments. Okay, but we appreciate those sixty-five supporters that we have there. Yeah. Thank you guys for doing that. 
We also, um, some other news things. This last weekend, we did a Potbox Presents live stream. We did. With the band Cardboard Highway. Yep. Out of Michigan. They were super cool. It's great. What what do you think? Any any thoughts on them? I just really think they're good peeps. Very nice. And it was really fun. And I just love, I love talking to the youth. (laughs) It is funny how much older, like... I don't think of us as old, but, like, these guys, they've been in a band for, like, ten years. And yet, when we were talking about, like, musical influences, one of the band members mentioned that when he was, like, in elementary school, his brother gave him a Jimmy World CD. A Jimmy World CD. And I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Am I that much older? Because Jimmy World was still in elementary school when I was in elementary school. (laughs) Right. You know what? What? When you start having to get mammograms and colonoscopies. That's how you know. You know. Well, for me. You're older. (laughs) For me, it wasn't medical. It was musical that let me know I might be getting older. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good for you. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was really fun. If you want to listen to that, you can go onto uh, YouTube for Potvox Music or you go onto the Facebook page. We also, uh, we are sending out the In a Lonely Place CDs, the new release on Popbox Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have gotten quite a few pre-orders. If you would still like to pre-order it, you can. I mean, you can buy it after. But we do have a limited number of them. And when they're gone, I'm probably not going to print out more. Gone. So, you know, if you're interested in that, it's really cool. You could check that out on Popbox Music as well. Remember, if you make note that you're a Mandarin Orange Show listener in your order... You'll get some cool bonuses and such. Yes. And we'll send it out to you early. Yes. And I think that's all the news of that nature. We do have other Potvox Presents coming up in October, but we're, you know, little... It's not a weekly show. It's every few weeks or so. And it's Luke's birthday week. That's right. So we are not doing it this weekend. What did we do on Friday night? It was so exciting. So... As you guys know, a few shows ago, we took Audrey to see Riff Tracks. Yes, it's like an early birthday present. And because we are fair parents, we do an equivalent for each of our children. And Luke's equivalent was a trip to the arcade from opening to closing. Yeah, we have a cool arcade, which I think we've talked about going to a couple times before. We don't go that often. But it's, you know, it's near us. It's called Retrovolt Arcade. They're very cool. It's the one we rented out. Yeah. And, like, had every, you know, had some people over for it. But this time we just did, like, the general admission. It's a good deal. It's 15 bucks for the entire day. Yeah. Well, you know, and the entire operating hours. free play. Tons of pinball machines, all classic arcades. This is not, like... You know, ticket type of arcade. This is like a genuine, like a genuine classic arcade. arcade. You know. So what? Uh, what'd you spend your time doing? I mean, I did. We were there for six hours, and we were there from opening. We were the first people at the door. <laughs> we weren't the last to walk out because we didn't want to be the people that they had to like tell it's time to go. Because we were there after closing. Yeah, but not much. Like by a minute or we two. We walked out at like eleven oh one. You know, because we were taking pictures and stuff. It was cool, but. For those six hours, I probably spent, well, I spent a good chunk of it playing pinball. I just got, like, the pinball Yeah, bug. you were really into pinball. There was, like, they have a lot of really cool tables, and it's 
I mean, I also played a lot of arcade games, but, you know, we don't have a pinball machine at home. I have some video game versions, but it's not the same. No. They just had some really cool ones. They did. Which ones did you enjoy the most? Well, they had a James Bond one I liked a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Spider-Man one I liked a lot. And this really cool, like, circus-themed one. I forget what it was called. It was, like, Cirque du something, but it wasn't Cirque du Soleil. You liked the head that came out. Yeah, you have to, like, battle the boss. Anyway, I did a lot of that. Played Centipede, and um, they had a Dr. Mario cabinet. I played Dr. Mario for so long, and it was on one game. I know you came and beat my high score. I did. But I got the first high score. But then I got the end credits. Yeah. So, and Audrey got the end credits on the bus to move. Yeah, she did. Or and she kicked off all bobble. your high scores. She did. I played a lot of Tetris, too. Arcade Tetris. Right at the end, there was, like, a car game from that was, like, imported. And you could play, like, doubles. And we just figured out to do doubles when it Mm. closed. Oh, the other thing I played a lot of is Super Sprint. They had, you know, like, the Mm. one with the steering wheel and everything. And I completely leveled up the car. So, nice. like, max stats, which, you know, I mean, if you're just putting quarters in there, it would take a long time to do. Yeah. Free play. It's good. And it was funny because it's, you know, it has, like, three steering wheels. You can do up to three players. And for a while, I was by myself. And then this other kid, just random kid, came up and asked if he could play, you know, join it. And I said, of course, yeah, go ahead. And we did several races, and I... Destroyed him in all the races, you know. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And he's like, all right, that was fun, thanks. And he walked away. And then his mom was like, kind of near us playing another thing. And she's like, oh, did you beat him? And I said, yeah, but I've had quite a few more years of experience playing Super Sprint. So, you know, it's one of the games we had on the NES growing up, you know. Was that the kid from the beginning of the night or was it like middle yeah, of the no, night? Yeah, no, that was like, that was near the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was going around playing games with his mom. Yeah. It's just cool, cool yeah. kid, but um, you know I've I've played a lot of Super Sprint, so <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, it was fun. What is yeah. any other any other ones you did? I did a lot. I Asteroids. did a lot of different. I did Asteroids. I did Frogger. I did Centipede. I did Miss Pac Man. I did I did some pinball too. Ooh, Star Wars. I did the Mandalorians pinball. Yeah. Well, and I did the Star Wars like, yeah. arcade game. And then there was this cool one that you, like, had to press to the beat of the music. Yeah, it was like a Japanese rhythm game. Yeah, and that was really fun. I forget what that one was called. Um, I do, too. But they change out their games a lot, so it's really fun. Like, you can have a new experience yeah. like when you go back. It was awesome. A lot of fun. And Luke loved it. Speaking of birthday things, Audrey's still doing her writing she did seminar. Week three, and we went down to the library on Saturday, as we've been we doing. We sat outside this time. We did. We mixed it up a little bit because it's cooler. Yeah. We went to the bookstore. Yep. That was exciting. It was. What did you get? We got a few things at the bookstore. What did you get? I got some stuff for work. I got um like. Science experiments you can do with everyday things. Mm-hmm. And then I got like a brain teaser book. 
And then I found a book about Jane Austen. Like, it's like a person who loves Jane Austen. It's like in modern times. So I thought that sounded up my alley. That does sound up your alley. What'd you get? Let's see. What did I get this time? I got... You could say any time. Well, no. If you can't remember. I mean, I'm going to be talking about fiction books later on, but there's a book series I'm reading that I found, like, a later book. And I was pretty stoked to get that. And helped Luke find a couple things. Got a couple things for Audrey. The main thing I got was that one later on in my series. So I was pretty excited for that. I'm just going to say a public service announcement about the public library. Use headphones. Because there are multiple people. In the library. In the library. Like, one person was on speakerphone. Like, like full a, conversation. a long conversation. Like, I was, like, looking, and then they finally walked out. But it was a good... It took several dirty looks several from the minutes. surrounding people. And then um, somebody was watching, like, a TV show on full volume. Yeah. At that- the library. That was on the outside part, but still, still it was still like a quiet reading area. area. Yeah. So, and you know, just just putting that out there. If you're on an airplane, headphones. Headphones. That's why. If you're in a public they were place, invented. Headphones. And like, silence that phone, man. We don't yeah. need to hear your ringtone. Yeah, we don't need the amount of ringtones. Seriously. Like it should be like, oh, I'm putting it on vibrate. Yeah. Like, when I'm going into the Would library. you let your phone ring in the movies? Oh, wait. Those people probably would. <laughs> so, I just had to get that That's good. out there. Oh, I just remember the other big... I did a splurge at the used bookstore. Because usually oh, the books yeah, there are 25 cents to a dollar. Depending right. on the book. But... And they had a $10 they had a thing. set. I don't know if this is true or not, but they said it was Hobbit Day on the day we were there. At least it was Hobbit Day there. It was Hobbit Day. I saw people post really? about it on social media. So they had this really cool box set of, like, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And it's this edition that I really like. I already had, actually, the copy a copy of The Hobbit, The Fellowship of the Ring, and Return of the King in that edition. But just, like, loose that I'd picked up over the years. Yeah. And they had the whole set. I didn't have the two towers. And they had it in the box, like the cool little display. So I'm going to trade back in, you know, donate the ones that I already had that are duplicates. But now I got, like, the sweet box set. It's so sweet. So sweet. You were, like, really struggling with whether you should get it. Well, with all the stuff that we got, we wound up, like, spending, like, 19 bucks at at the bookstore there at the library. And that's, like... That's a pretty big spin for us at the bookstore <laughs> there. So, but I guess we're supporting the library, so it's a good yeah, cause, and we they're are. doing like a free thing for Audrey. Mm-hmm. So, this works things. Yeah. Let's see other stuff that we did. We on Sunday celebrated your queen for half a day. We did. Now you've been saying half a queen for a day, but you were full queen. Just for half the day. Just for half the day. This was leftover from Mother's Day. You know, it's funny because <laughs> we couldn't find your like challenges. Yeah. And we had like, we finally found it like in a document, right? But the yeah. thing is that I wrote up a challenge that if you did these achievements, then you could get a queen for half a day. And right over there um, is the paper. It. it was when I was cleaning up in here today in the living room, it was underneath those tubs oh. that I put away. It's amazing what happens when you clean up. 
But anyway, what did we do on your queen for half a day? Um, I got Philly steaks and regular steak sandwiches for my meal. Yes. I mean, um, for all of us, not just for you. Yeah. That was my pick. I get to pick one meal. Right. And then we played Fall Guys. Which is a video game. Yeah. We watched Great Outdoors. Yes. Oh, we didn't put that I on there. put that on there, too. John Candy. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Very good and fun. And then we played Ticket to Ride yes, Europe. Yes, we did. And then we're going to, because I still have a couple hours left. Yeah. Because we had to do, like, you know, get ready for the week. Homework assignments and yes. such. We're going to do Ticket to the Ride, a different version that we haven't played yet. Different version of Ticket to Ride. That game is really fun. It's I super so fun. like it. So it's good. Good queen it's for half great. a day. I loved it. And it's not like it, like, takes up the whole day and the whole weekend. It's a lot less... Um, it's a lot less intense, intense on, on the person holding the festivities. Well, I mean, I still like the full day, obviously, but it also is a little easier to schedule. Yeah. So we don't have to do it yeah. like when you have a full 14 hour day, you know? Exactly. So was it normally 10? It's 10 to midnight. So yeah. yeah I never start mine till 11. You guys are 10 AMers. I'm like. Well, we want that full 14 hours. I'm like, let's sleep in. But the queen for half a day is only, what did we say? It was noon, noon to nine. It's actually a little more than half a day. Oh, I forgot. We went on a hike. Oh, yeah. And the kids did a little playground because there was no kids on it. And they played on the playground. And so that was fun. And then we did a little hike. Yeah. And we got Starbucks. Well, we got cake pops. <laughs> <laughs> I got a peach tea. Yeah. With my gift card. But when most people think Starbucks, they don't think cake pops and a peach tea. <laughs> Just clarifying that we don't Starbucks like everyone else. It's, well, Janelle got a gift card. I guess we're going to go to Starbucks and see what we can get. Luke got a $5 gift card, so he just buys He just got cake extra cake pops. pops, yeah. couple other little things. We had crispy shrimp taco, kind of, almost, at yeah. Rubio's this week. It's like a version well, they have two new shrimp tacos that they have yes. there. One of them is like a coconut shrimp, which is technically a crispy shrimp, but it's different from the classic crispy yeah. shrimp. And then they have like a beer battered shrimp that's also with a new like salsa. Yeah. But both of them are excellent. It's not the same. It's not the same, but they're both really, really good. But they're only around till like October 4th. So we're going to be getting a lot of Rubios. I mean, it's I mean, while it's there. It's you know? right there. And I also like. My office at work is close to it again, so it's easy to just pick it up. Yeah. And then we also, this week, both Luke and Audrey have auditions. Yeah. So that's exciting. Audrey, as we mentioned before, is auditioning for the improv team. Comedy sports. And Luke is auditioning for a talent show with his magic act. Yes. Which is exciting. So we'll keep you posted. Hopefully they <laughs> get in the shows. We'll Finger, see. Fingers crossed. And then finally, one more thing I wanted to mention. We are going to be doing a recording. I guess it's in like, it's like a week and a half. Well, it'll be like a week from when people hear this. We're going to be doing a special recording. We're going to do another interesting people. Yes, we segment are. Coming up. And it'll probably be like for a couple weeks out when we actually do it. But the interesting people is actually multiple people this time. 
will be uh, there's a podcast that actually reached out to us and uh, to do some collaboration or whatnot, crossing over, I uh-huh. guess. And so we're going to have them on our interesting people segment. And they are the podcast is called Band Camp, but it's B A N N E D, as in something that's forbidden. Uh-huh. And their podcast is they read banned books or books that are typically banned in schools for whatever reason and then they examine along the way what it is that they think is banned about you know why was it banned yeah. and should it be banned and so it's kind of a, a cool yeah they reached out and they seem you know we get a lot of like emails from i mean it's, it's possible sometimes we miss stuff in there that was like from a legitimate person but a lot of times it's like oh i like your podcast you know, I want to promote you or something. And it just feels spammy. <laughs> and there's no, like, indication that, like, they've actually listened to the show. Right. And I just usually ignore it if unless there's something. This one, this one stood out. This one did. And I was like, okay, I think these might be for real. I listen to their show. I listen to their show, too. And they seem really cool. They seem cool. So... And we've met some great people on the internet. That's true. Let's not forget the, the Champas. Years. Another husband and wife podcasting yeah. duo yeah. that we've gotten along with well over the years. So. so it's true. It's true. It's true. So we'll keep you guys posted on that, but keep an eye out for the next interesting people. Yay. It might not always be like an entire episode like we did with Andrea. It might be short. I mean, we'd like to try to keep it shorter, <laughs> but I can't guarantee that. So we'll see. <laughs> we're talkers. We like to talk. As evidenced by the fact that we're still on the news segment and we're quite a ways into this episode. <laughs> but that's okay. We like to talk. That's what we do. But you know what? We also like to read mail from our listeners. Yay. You got mail. All right, this week, we got an email from listener, friend of the show, and friend of ours who happens to be a co-host of mine, (laughs) Keith. Yay, Keith. We haven't heard from you in quite a while on this show. That's true. So, So. yeah, you might recognize Keith's name from hearing other emails of his once upon a time. but It's been a little bit. So, the subject of his email is Vincent Price. Oh, I know where this is going. I think you do. He says, hello, friends. I hope you are well and having a great fall. We are. Happy fall, y'all. That's (laughs) gross. I have to tell you a real quick story. Okay. There's this um, really great receptionist at my, you know, at my new work Uh at the DL, the district office, and... As soon as it was, like, the first day of fall, she's all, hey, guys, happy fall, y'all. And she says it to me and Trisha every time. She's all, guess what? Happy fall, y'all. Well, I'm glad that she's getting some fun out of it. It's pretty funny. I'm sure it is. She's funny. It sounds funny. It sounds hilarious. (laughs) I just think that's a little bit overused, <laughs> but she sounds like she's doing it intentionally. No, she's doing it intentionally. That's good. She also hates little paper clips. <laughs> She'll only use jumbo paper clips. <laughs> okay. So Trisha like will throw a box of little paper clips on her desk, and she's like, "Ah!" You guys have such antics in the <laughs> office. It's like the TV show. Wow, <laughs> it's just like the TV show. <laughs> You should put some little paper clips and some jello and see what happens. Oh, 
my goodness, could you imagine? I can only imagine. <laughs> All right, back to Keith. All right, back to Keith. Keith says, I wanted to write in because I think it's time to break out the Vincent Price cookbook. Don't you agree that it would be a great idea to make one of his delicious recipes every week in October and then share the fun with us loyal listeners? I think that's a plan. I think we have. Well, well once we it's written in, to. we have to. Like, Okay, I got a quick story about Vincent Price. Last year, yep. we went to the grocery store and got all the ingredients for a recipe. And the orange juice sat in our fridge. Well, yeah, orange juice was an ingredient. We, we finally gave it to... Finally just let the kids drink it. Yeah. Because we used up all the other ingredients, yeah. too. No, we didn't. The cake flour is still up there. Oh, we still have the cake flour. Yeah. Is that still and good? It doesn't expire. Okay, that's... Well, eventually. It will eventually, but it's still within the window. Okay. So we got the cake flour... We just gotta get the orange juice. So we, yeah, we got the ingredients for it, and then we just never got around to it. It was a hard country, right? Yeah, there's not a lot. I can't remember what country. We'll go over we'll it when go we over do it. it. But it was like there were it the was options really complicated. <laughs> really, fa- there was stuff we didn't have, and then we're like, well, this one looks okay. Because yeah. remember the the qualifications that we're looking for for each country that we do a recipe from in the Vincent Price cookbook. Is that it's got to be something that sounds at least remotely appealing. Yeah. Like, we're not doing, like, you know, fish heads soup or whatever. Because yeah. gross. It's got to be something where we can actually get the ingredients. Because some of the ingredients he has in there are either <laughs> they no longer are available right. or they're impossible to come by. And then it also just has to be something that's within our means to cook. Like, you know, some of the, like, machinery they use or the recipes are so complicated. Right. It's got to be something we can practically do. We need to do one a week. All right, so October, we'll do one a week, because Keith said. Yeah. And if you write into us, you can get us to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're very persuaded by writer inners. All right, so he says, I just had to write in, because it's one of my favorite bits on your show, and I can't wait to hear about more delicious foods from yesteryear. Yay! All right, I can't even, I love doing it. It's not like yeah. I don't want to. It's just, we you know, we get the, busy. We needed that motivation. We need to get motivated, right. Then he says, P.S., I think you should do a top five and rate your favorite Keatons. Alex will, of course, be number one, but how will the rest of the family fare? <laughs> All right, well, I think Alex P. Keaton's probably up there. Then I would say Michael Keaton, Diane Keaton. No. <laughs> Jennifer Keaton and Mallory Keaton. Jennifer. Oh. <laughs> I'm so angry. What? Because I made a joke? Yeah. Yeah, there are five main Keatons, but there's six, I guess, now with Andy. Oh, so you can so leave, who do you leave somebody out? out. I can't leave them all, any of them out. Andy's honorable mention because he's not in the whole series. So yeah, there you go. There you go. But who's the second Keaton? My second favorite. Yeah, that's really hard. Like I love all the Keatons; they're all great. I can't rate them. I know, Alex. Like I, mean, I have to say, Alex, first of all, because it's the name of our show. But, like, I just, you know, they're all great. I don't have any that would be, like, the bottom. Even Andy is great. I just, you know, I mean, that would be at least a way you could narrow it down a bit. Yeah, it's impossible. So the top five are Stephen, Elise, Jennifer, Mallory, and Alex in no particular and you, order. You'd you'd squeeze Andy in there because he came later. Right. And Diane and Michael are honorable mentions for being other people with Keaton as the last name. 
And, and the best Batman. I would say... Or at least the best um, modern Batman. I would say Mallory is my favorite. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Alex. That's okay. I just can't... I can't rate them. I can't pick a favorite. Mallory's my favorite. By far. Okay. Well... That's a good. That was a good one. That was just sort of a bonus top five. That wasn't like an official. Yeah. One. And then finally, he says, "P.S.S. How is Moby Dick going? It's been a while since we got an update. Thanks and keep the good work on." Yay! I said yay three times, but it just excites me. Well, that was for the P.S.S. I'm going to say, first of all, that I did read this ahead of time. And because of that, I actually did read another chapter of Moby Dick. So we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Okay. And then when he says, keep the good work on, that's actually a reference to the Alex B. Keaton is my friend show. Do you remember that? No. We had a fantastic comment on one of our episodes that I think is possibly spam, but I left (laughs) it on there. Because it said keep the good work on. Because I just <laughs> yeah. thought that was fantastic. It was so. definitely a spam. It could just be someone who wanted to encourage us. And that was just the way they said it. Keep the good work on. Keep the good work on. So, definitely listen to Alex B. Keaton is my friend. The podcast where we talk about family ties. Because we're back. There's already more episodes out. Two episodes by the time you hear this. Okay. For this season. Well, thank you, Keith, for writing. And for setting such a good example for all of our listeners, don't forget, dear listeners, you can write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, <laughs> and we would love to hear from you. Yay! Okay. It's the fourth time I said it. You've said a lot of yays tonight. <laughs> but we are also going to do movie time. Yay! <laughs> So we haven't done movie time in a bit. We've seen a few movies. We have, finally. So let's talk first of all, since it's one we forgot to write down here, but we did mention, we did watch The Great Outdoors with the kids mm-hmm. on your queen for half a day. Yeah. John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Annette Benning in her first feature film Yeah, we role. found that out. What'd you think? Such a great classic comedy. It is very funny. Lots of uh, bad words. It's 80s PG. Way more than than Luke likes, but yeah, he's almost 13. He is. I know. And but he just, just it stresses PG. him out. It's 80s PG, though. The funny thing is, I'm like, oh, it's PG. I watched this when I was like eight years eight. old or something like that. But he just, I don't know. I guess it, did, did those words not seem as bad back then, or do we just not know what they were? No, we I don't know what they were. I didn't care. Well, anyway, outside of that, it's super funny, though. I love that movie. John Candy is just a treasure. Yes. Dan Aykroyd is hilarious. It's so good. My favorite part is when he eats the giant steak. Oh, my gosh. Oh. The 76er. The 76er, yeah. <laughs> He's like, got the, the meat sweats. <laughs> and he makes him eat all the gristle and stuff. Oh, <laughs> so awesome. Let's see, we also watched on DVD The NeverEnding Story. Yes, we did. If you remember correctly, I recently read the book, so I wanted to compare. The NeverEnding Story. One of the all-time greatest 80s movies, for sure. And I really love the way they adapted it from the book. I think they did it perfectly 
for that first half of the book, like I said. <laughs> and we are going to watch the second one at some point because I'm curious. Because yeah. I really don't know the second one very well. I remember it being It's not it's good. bad. We'll see. I'll be able to tell you at I least I have to tell you, though, like, and it still kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, is Valcor's scales. Falcor. Falcor. Yes. It really, it really just, ugh. How they're, like, kind of pink, pearly scales. Yes, so the like, funny thing is, that's very, they exactly adapted that from the book. That's like, exactly how he describes it. lizard or a dog? No, that's how he describes it, though. He's, like, got kind of a dogish face. He kind of acts like a dog, but he's a dragon with, like, pink, pearly scales over, like, white fur. Ugh. It's exactly how he describes it. I mean, they took a lot of details from the book, and it's very, yeah. very faithful, the one thing I think they added for the movie that's really not in the book is the phoenix, not the phoenix, the uh, uh, sphinx. Oh, the booby statues? The booby, the booby sphinx. Booby statues. It, I mean, those are in the book, but it does not mention them having... It's funny because every move, kid movie that they have boobies in, uh-huh. like The Last Unicorn right? and this one, I have very imprinted on my mind the memory of like, <laughs> why do those... Statues of boobs. <laughs> like, they could have just made it wear a shirt. Yeah, because it's like, shows the nipple. Like, it's not right. just like. It's just like, there's like a collar. Like, just put a little, a little cloth over that. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't mind it so much. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, the kids didn't remember the booby statues. No. They didn't remember the movie much at all, so it was fun watching it with them fun. again. Because we have watched it, but it's been a while. You know where we showed them that movie? Where? It's on our Facebook. I, we, we showed it to them on it, Facebook? Well, like, I just put when we showed it, and it was in Parker, Arizona. Oh. Which uh, we might be going to again. We might be. Or you might be. I might be. Ooh, Whoa, teaser. teaser. Okay, then we did see, well, we saw a movie together in the theater. Yeah. Tell us what we saw. We saw on a date. I mean, I mean we went to the movie. <laughs> the two of us. We saw A Haunting in Venice. Yes, this is the latest in the Agatha Christie adaptations directed by Kenneth Branagh, where he plays Hercule Poirot. Yes. The first one was Murder on the Orient Express, and then uh, Death in the Nile. Yes. What did you think of this one? I thought it was so good. Yeah. I loved it. Really, Just really very, very cool. I love the style of them. Yeah. We just love a whodunit. I love a whodunit. This series is just really hitting it out of the park every time. Tina Fey was so good in it. Yeah. I loved it. I love it. I hope they keep doing more. I think they will. I think they will. I hope so. Because they're really good. It's not. I don't think they are like huge money makers. But, but they, they don't also cost, don't cost like a super yeah. ton. I don't think to make so. Hopefully. Well, I don't know. They, they were in Venice. But. Yeah, but a lot of it was like interiors, though. Yeah. I think of how much of that could have been on a set. You know, I mean, there definitely was some actually shot in and around Venice, but a lot of it could have been on a set. A really it was cool great. set. And it had like a Halloween theme. Yeah. In Venice. So Ugh. you can imagine. Yeah, how like great the old, like early 1900s Halloween costume yeah. and stuff. It was so cool. Yeah. I loved it. Love it. 
And then finally, I saw a movie actually with my dad, and this is a couple of weeks ago, but we haven't talked movies in a bit. But we went and saw this is randomly. My parents were down. They were going to a lot of doctors off uh, doctors appointments and stuff, and so I wanted to you know hang out with them. And we have this movie pass thing, so I said I'll meet you at the movies. Right. So I went and met my dad, and there's you know kind of slim pickings during this time. This is a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and. The only thing that was like I was even remotely interested in was my big fat Greek wedding three because I've seen the first two. Right. The first one is a classic. I love the first one. The second one we saw when it came out, and I don't really remember it. I don't think it was like super memorable it's to me. Pretty meh. I don't. I just don't. I don't remember like hating it. I just don't remember it. But this one is like next level. <laughs> But let me explain. So, first of all, I found out that my parents had both seen it already after we went into it. And the reason that my dad wanted to see it with me again was just to see how I reacted Your to reaction. it. Because it, this movie is bonkers, you guys. Like, it is worth going to see this movie just for how absolutely nuts that it is. It And it's like, there are a lot of the same actors from the first and I'm assuming the second one. Including Nia Vardalos, who directed and wrote it. And they're familiar characters, but, like, what happens in this movie? Like, I couldn't even begin to explain the plot. Other than the fact that, generally speaking, the family goes to Greece, actually. Because they're, you know, the Greek family, and I think they're in New York in the first ones, right? They, I don't know. I think it was New York. I'm assuming. I suppose it could have been. No, I think it was New York. Okay. Anyway, what happens in this movie is so bizarre. Like, the the main thing that gets them there is the dad writes is like kept a journal all the years that he went to to New York but he wants to give the journal to like the boys he grew up with in in Greece for some reason but the <laughs> but the dad died his dad passed away I mean, cuz the actor passed away in real life and so they go to Greece to find the kids he grew up with so that they could read about when he moved to New York I guess <laughs> and had kids what? So that was like the kind of the driving thing, but like just so much stuff. This is when I first like realized like this was a different type of movie. Is they get to Greece, there's like you know a bunch of them there in this van. The mayor of the town that the dad grew up in picks them up, and the mayor is like a I want to say like twenty two or twenty three year old, right? Picks them up in this van, and they're driving along, and they're like, oh, can we stop and look at the the Parthenon, and they're like, no, no, we don't have time, and and they're like, oh, can we look at this part in Athens? We don't have time, and they're like, what about the beach? And they're like, okay, we have just enough time to go to the beach. So they pull up to the beach, they all walk down to the beach, fully clothed in their clothes from the airport, and walk in like shoes and all. And then they're like, oh, ha, 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 and then they like go back in the van, but they're all dry by the time we get back to the van. And like, what's happening right now? And then, like, they drive up this road, this big winding road, because they have to take a boat to an island. And on the island, they go up, like, these cliffs, big, steep switchbacks, and there's a really cool town. The scenery in this movie is, like, gorgeous. It makes me want to go to Greece really bad. Well, they obviously all wanted to go to Greece. That's exactly what it was. They're like, let's ride a thing so we can go to Greece. So they're, like, way at the top of this mountain. And then, like, during the day, the guy's, like... The husband is like, oh, I want to go to the beach. Where's the path? And then it shows him like five minutes later, even though they had to drive up like this huge mountain. He goes down to the beach and he meets like this priest, this monk that's down there. But like you never see the monk again. I don't know. I can't even. 
I just can't even describe it. You just have to see it. It's 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 crazy. This movie it is nuts. Crazy. It's just it's so all and it, like things happen so fast. Like one scene. You know what it reminded me of? You know the Christmas that almost wasn't where, like, they have, like, the mm-hmm. the scene that flashes by real quick at the end where it's all, like, still shots? It's like a slideshow almost? Yeah. Like, every scene is that, except they're moving slightly in it. Wow. It's bizarre. It, I, I just, it's great. I mean, I'm telling you, the entertainment value is there. It's a different kind of movie. It's experimental well, film. like that. I think she would. Bad movies. But we're going to have to watch it at home because she's going to want to talk through it. It's yeah. that kind of movie. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not an unrecommendation. It's just a, like, if you want a weird experience at the movies, I think you should see it. And it's probably not going to be in a theater much longer, so this is your chance. <laughs> Check out My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. It will it'll blow you away. <laughs> well, that's the movies we saw. One more thing. We're going to talk about video games. Video games. Video games! Well, for Luke's birthday thing, we played Arcade Paradise. Yes. Which is the arcade game thing that I talked about before. And the fun part of that is that we were playing the virtual arcade. And then, like we did with Audrey, I was like, you know what? Let's Let's go go do it for real. Except Luke kind of was on to us already since we did the same thing for Audrey. Well, it's fair because. Usually Luke comes first every time, and Audrey always has a little right because his birthday is September and hers is October. So this is a reversal. It's fair. We played Fall Guys on your Queen for Days. You mentioned I've been playing Lego Star Wars on Switch with Lukey. Actually started playing through the original Legend of Zelda on the DS over by my my computer. That's what you know when I edit the show that we're listening to right now. I usually have something else to do because I've already heard the show. I know what we're saying. You did it. But what I'm listening for is, you know, like a lull or an um or things like that that I can trim down. And also, obviously, where I need to put in segment bits and all that stuff. But I don't have to, like, sit and listen with rapt attention. So I usually pick something to do while I'm doing it. And so right now I'm playing through the original Legend of Zelda. It's usually like a puzzle game. Something I don't have to think about too much. But I've played The Legend of Zelda so much, I don't have to think about it too much either. (laughs) So, that's my game. But, the other video game I needed to mention is the video game The Longing, in which I am reading the entire book of Moby Dick, and I read another chapter. So, we're going to jump from video games into a fiction book in a video game. It's time for fiction books. You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it. I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. This week's chapter of Moby Dick was called Ramadan. What chapter are you on? This was chapter 18. Okay. No, sorry. This was chapter 17. Okay. In fact, I'm going to write it down right now because there's a problem. I'm going to write it down right now. What's the problem? So the problem is this. It didn't save my place. It took me a while to like find where I left off. On. Why didn't it save your place? Well, it's a complicated thing, but it's not really that, I guess. The game takes place in real time, right? Right. And I think it's 400 days or something like that. And even when you're not playing it, the clock is counting down, right? So if you leave and you don't play for 20 days, then it's 20 days later in the game. 
But the book, you know, it picks up right where you left off. So the book should be right where I left off. But the problem is this. We're way past the 400 days now. And it's supposed to be the end of the game and then you, like, finish it off. But I've just kind of let it keep going because I'm reading the book still. Right. But I think because of that, it's automatically pushing the book forward. Mm. It has, like, an auto-read. And it's putting it, like, it's defaulting to that since I'm past the end of the game. So then I have to go and find where I left off before. And I don't have, like, a bookmark because it just kept the spot. Right. So now I'm writing down on here where I left off so that next time I can just remember real quick where I was. Interesting. Because it's a lot. It's a lot of pages. Yeah. There's the way that it's broken up on screen because, it's you know, you can't fit as much text. It's got to be bigger. So there's actually 2,500-something pages. But each page is like a quarter of an actual page in a book, you know, it's just right. blown up. So it's a lot to like flip through to try to figure out where right. you were, you know, especially like clicking each thing. So hmm. anyway, this chapter that I read is called Ramadan, which is interesting. This is what I had to look up right before the show to make sure I was accurate about this. Cause Ramadan is a religious celebration in the, in, in the Muslim religion, right? Mm-hmm. In Islam. And. In the chapter, his companion, so it's Ishmael still, and his companion is Queequeg. And we've talked about him before. He came from, like, this South Pacific island. And it's obviously written without, like, real cultural knowledge of what a person from the South Pacific would be, you know. I mean, there's, first of all, they're, like, full-on cannibals on his island. He's, like, reformed and, you know, and Mm. civilized. But, which I realize that that does happen occasionally in some places, but I don't know that the specific island they're talking about here. And second of all, just, you know, he's talked about, like, his different idols and stuff that he has, and, you know, he has, like, weird worship practices, whereas Ishmael is a Presbyterian, and that's very much, like, the culture that they're in New England up there, you know. So he says that in this chapter, the whole chapter revolves around, he comes back, Ishmael comes back from finding out they're going to work on the, the Pequod, which is the boat that they're going to sail on, right, yeah. eventually to go out on this, I mean, we're still building up, they haven't even gotten out on the ship with <laughs> Captain Ahab yet, right? So he comes back from scouting out where they're going to go, and he can't get into their room because Queequeg said he had to stay in because they were celebrating Ramadan, and so he couldn't come out with them, right? It's this religious holiday right. where he's fasting and praying and such. Well, it's been like 12 hours, and the door is locked. They can't get in there, and, and he starts freaking out. He thinks maybe he like died in there, or he passed out, and he's having a medical emergency. Okay. So he goes to like the owner of the inn they're staying at, and he's like, you gotta like get me in there. There's something wrong with them, and they're like, well, we have to get a, a locksmith because I don't have another key for it. And he's like, no, forget it. I'm going to break the door down. And the lady freaks out, but he does it anyway. Breaks the door down. When they get inside, Queequeg is sitting in there and he's like crouched down in like a prayer position. And like he's like still. And then he's like, oh, are you okay? And he won't respond to him. Like he's deep in prayer and meditation, mm. right? So everyone goes away. He's like, I'll, I'll take care of it. All through the night until dawn the next day, Queequeg's still in the same position for like a full 24 hours. He's praying and he's got like a idol on his head and finally like he's finished with it. He, you know, talks to him. He's like, oh, what's going on? He's like, oh, this is my, you know, this is our my beliefs and blah, blah, blah. And this is why I had to do that. And so in the like text then, the author kind of makes commentary about his religion and stuff. It, it's fascinating is that he starts out with saying like, I'm obviously like a Christian and I believe that 
that we should like be tolerant of other people's beliefs. And even if they're not the same as ours, like we're not going to convince someone by beating them with our beliefs and everything. Mm -hmm. And we should be tolerant of those around us. And as long as it doesn't do harm to the others, like what we should let them be. And it was like, remarkably progressive for something written back then you know this is the same person who's going out on a you know a whale hunting expedition you know just for context and yet you know just like remarkably like tolerant and you know he like he kind of voices his opinion he's like that seems like what you did like could hurt you you know like it could be bad for you you got to be careful but his overall take on it is like yeah i'm just gonna like let him be in peace you know and he's gonna Mm -hmm. let me be in peace which was not what I expected. Now, I don't think he probably was, like, super accurate on, like, what Ramadan is or what the religion of the South Pacific Islander who happens to be from a cannibalistic island. He probably was mixing a lot of stuff in there. Because, still. you know, you got to figure in the early 1800s and whatever, like, he yeah. probably didn't have access to, like, super accurate information about what yeah. the Muslim belief might look like or what a belief of the South Pacific Islander would look like. Right. But his overall take was, like, sort of live and let live and we should be like we should be known as a christian tolerance. we should be known for our love and our tolerance and i just i was shocked he wasn't accurate but he was like remarkably you know wow. enlightened so we can learn something it's not what i expected it's not what i expected and that was the entire chapter it was just wrong it was about the ramadan day you gotta love this book because it's just it's really it all goes over deep. the place. It goes, we still haven't gone out on the voyage. We're 17 <laughs> chapters in, 388 video game pages, and they still haven't gone out on the voyage. <laughs> well. Great. Great. What else are you reading fiction-wise? I'm still putting away that... Uh, the Hunger Games that prequel? Hunger Games book. What? I mean, are you almost done? What are we looking at? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably finish it this week. Okay. I'm not making any promises, but... Well, I won't hold you to it, but I'm glad um, you're enjoying it. We do get a lot of reading time at the library, so even if I can't get a smidgen... You'll get it done by... Yeah. Well, but we're not going to the library this weekend we because of this Luke's birthday. because of Luke's birthday. But I, I think I still will get okay. it in. Well, I've been reading... I started a new series. My parents have been trying to get me to read this for a long time. And I don't know, it's probably just the rebellious once upon a time teenager. You want to do my parents? They said I have to do this. I don't know, it wasn't that. It's just they've been saying it's really good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I finally like picked it up and read it because they gave me like a copy of the first couple books. And it's like amazing. And I got to read the whole thing now. It's called The Number One Ladies Detective Agency. It's written by Alexander McCall Smith. And it's set in Botswana, Africa. And apparently he like grew up in Botswana or I think it was it was a different name when he grew up there because you know politically the borders have changed many many times right because of you know England relinquishing their control and etc cetera, etc cetera. but one way or another he grew up there and then he lives in England now but he goes back and forth and stuff so he writes uh this story and it's you know I mean I'm it's interesting because obviously it's written by like a white guy who lived there but it's about the largely about the black population there and I don't know, like, if it's a 100% culturally authentic or not. But it's definitely, like, you can tell it's written by someone who lived there and experienced there. Right. You know, whether or not it's everything is accurate, I don't know. But what I do know is it is, like, beautiful writing. Like, just, like, the the way he crafts words and the way he structures his narrative and stuff is just 
phenomenal. It's not what I expected at all. I expected this to be, and see, this is again, not to denigrate my parents' recommendations, but you know, my mom does stuff like where if she gets an author that she's read a book from, even if it's like a pulp, you know, summer beach type of novel, she'll read everything that person wrote, whether or not she's like super excited about it because she's got to finish it. I understand that, but it does mean that sometimes I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's going to be something I'm interested in. This one, however, is phenomenal. You loved it. I started reading it when I went to... We had to get new tires on the car this week. Mm -hmm. So I went and, you know, they did it real fast. They did it within like an hour. So I sat, just sat in the waiting room and just read the book. And I was literally laughing out loud and sobbing with sometimes within the same page in this book. Like, it's so funny, but it's also so, like, heart-wrenching and just beautiful and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't have the, like, tire guy see me crying if they come back in the office here, you know. So I'm, like, wiping my eyes. and It's amazing. It really is so good. And now your mom wants to go there. I know. She said she'll go to Botswana with us, so. And she said it. She promised. She did. So she's locked into that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I'm on the second book now, and it's still really good, so I have high hopes. There's, like, 23 of them. So I don't know if I'll get fatigued on it or not at some point, but so far, I'm into it. Maybe it'll be your Encyclopedia Brown. It might be. That's what Luke's been reading. Yeah. And I've been reading them with him some. That's really fun. I also read The Most Dangerous Game, which is a short story, but I actually, we bought a copy of it off of Amazon because Audrey's reading it in her English class, and the book came, <laughs> I mean, I knew it was a short story. It's like 28 pages long, 24 pages. And they haven't even finished it yet. No, but the funny part is it's printed you know it's a printed copy just of the most dangerous game it's like the size of a pamphlet really mm-hmm. and the copyright in i mean it's because it's it's public domain so this is just someone who's printing up a copy it was like three dollars on amazon the cover art is like the movie poster from an also public domain movie version from like the <laughs> 1920s or 30s it's funny and the best part is in the back it says you know like a printed date the date it was printed is literally the day I ordered it because it's just printed on demand. But they make it look uh, like, you know, here's the copyright information. It was literally just funny. printed that day. And it came like the next day. So they just print it up, Perfect. mail it out. So anyway, that's what I've been reading. Oh, also with the kids, we finished Who's Bugs Potter and we started the sequel. Another Gordon Corman. Well, Audrey, Luke, and I did read a couple chapters of Wayside Story. Wayside School is falling down. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, yeah, you guys have been working on that a while, too. Yeah. I don't have as much time. I know. It's different. Well, we do love to read around here. And we would love to know what you, dear listeners, are reading. So you can write to us, mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, and let us know. Let us know what you're reading. Or tell us any other things, because we're done with this episode. Yeah, we are. It's time to wrap it up. Time to say our thank yous. Thank yous. Janelle, thank you. Oh, thank you, Phil. Listeners, thank you. Thank you, listeners. I'd like to thank the Academy for this honor. Thank you, Academy. That's the Podcasting Greatness Academy. Mm -hmm. The PGA. (laughs) I think that's golf. Mm, Pretty sure it's about podcasting. Pretty sure. Mm, Sure about that? (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you, and we will uh, look forward to hearing from you at our various contact points. 
And uh, that's going to do it for this episode. So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to. Never ending story